We've got a story about an interesting lawsuit involving ghost stories in old Louisville. Also, can we talk about Tark? That's all coming up on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Laurel Deppen. Hi there. Michael L. Jones. How you doing? And Haley Cawthon. Howdy. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week we bring you the latest news, along with plenty of sharp opinions, and this week, a few ghost stories. I feel like a lightning should crash behind me as I uh, as I make that statement. I'll I can make, make that, that happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Yep. All right. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. Um, let's see here. So we'll start with the ghost stories. Michael, you wrote this one. David Dominey is a local author. He created Louisville Historic Tours, and he gives interesting tours about history and possibly ghosts in old Louisville. Uh, but he just filed a lawsuit, so tell us about that. Yeah, um... So uh, David writes these creative nonfiction books that um, have to do with true crime or hauntings in uh, Old Louisville because of the, you know all the Victorian houses. And so in April, another company came in, a national company uh, called Ghost City Studios, came in and started doing their own ghost tours. And uh, they were basically, he says, they're using his intellectual property. Um, and at one point, he said that uh, they actually read from one of his books, oh, which cool. he <laughs> th- felt like it, um, and it was a poem <laughs> that he had written, <laughs> that uh, oh, he Lord. felt like they, they were uh, making it seem like uh, he was affiliated with them. And then people have been showing up at his events and uh, they had signed up for the competing company. And, and, th- they, and they went to him. Yeah, thinking they, they thought it was his. So he filed this federal copyright uh, lawsuit. And he's um, at, there's a lot of different charges, but um, they're all worth like fifty to $100,000. Mm-hmm. So if he was to win on every gown, It'd probably come up to about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Plus his lawyers' fees, but he has a production company interested in making a documentary out of one of his books, so he wants to protect his uh, copyright. Yeah, and you know, obviously, a lawsuit is one side of the story. Somebody files a lawsuit; they they're saying their side of the story, and. Uh, and the, the national company uh, obviously has its side of the story. We hadn't heard its side of the story yeah. yet. We reached out to them. They didn't call yeah, us Yeah, I reached on. out to them. They said someone would get in touch. And so they haven't yet. But they had, uh, when I did my uh, search of them, I found other uh, copyright infringement lawsuits. Yeah, so this has come been, up before. Yeah, <laughs> been settled out of court because... They're all over, and they do different kinds of tours. They're in more than 20 cities. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that uh, I found that they settled earlier this year was someone who had a website on uh, about national parks, mm-hmm. and they had taken material from his website and used it as a description for one of their tours. Allegedly. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I said, it was settled out of court, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't... Uh, 
Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was interesting because these aren't just stories that, like, anyone could find anywhere. They're creative nonfiction yeah. that David Dominey wrote. <laughs> so yeah, I so think that's, like, an interesting piece of the story. Yeah, they were things that, like, you know, it's history and it's facts, but no one had that bothered putting them together right. until he did it. And he's been doing these tours since 2004. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's got a track record, and he is pretty much the the old Louisville walking tour guy. Mm-hmm. So, um He's. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna just drop a a, a plug for his book. I guess uh, his latest <laughs> book is uh, uh, "Murder in Glitter Ball City." Right? Is that? Yeah. Um, it's like a dark the, room in Glitter yeah, Ball. A dark, dark room, room in, in Glitter, Glitter Ball, Ball City. If, uh, Even more mysterious. If Kelly, my neighbor, happens to listen to the Access Louisville <laughs> podcast, it's because of you, Kelly, that I know about this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually, so I'm I'm with uh, the SPJ Louisville. We had both Michael and David on uh, a recent panel discussion where we talked about like turning stories into books. So. Um, so that's how I know David, and that's how I know the book. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, some interesting, interesting how he pieced those together. And uh, I guess um, you know, is there any? I'd put Michael's name next to this question, but I really meant it for anyone. Are you guys interested in ghost tours? Have you ever been on any ghost tours, uh, either here in Louisville or anywhere else? Um, I went to one in New Orleans one time. I don't really believe in ghosts, so I didn't really think it was that interesting. But uh, uh, the, the scariest thing there was a guy who was wearing, like, a Charles Manson shirt on the tour, and I was scared of him. But other than that, um, I didn't find the tour overall that scary. Haley, do you got a story on this one? I do. Um, I love spooky things halloween is my favorite season fall is my favorite time of year as someone who watches um i'll just honestly admit this ghost adventures with zach bagans (laughs) (laughs) um i've always been a fan of this but my i didn't take a tour i stayed in a haunted castle in ireland like a verifiably haunted castle and did not sleep and my husband also did not sleep. We were terrified. Hmm. Like, there was a really scary mirror. Like, it had a pitched roof. Like, we heard something growl. I like, want to believe, but I just can't it, believe it It was ghost. not right, <laughs> whatever was going on there. I've never been a fan of the ghost tour. Yeah. I kind of, I like it more for the history and noticing things that right. I haven't noticed before. I haven't been on one in Louisville, but in um, Bowling Green, Kentucky, where I went to college, um, I went on one for journalism purposes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, fun student newspaper stuff. Um, and I mostly just found it more interesting for like the architecture, like these old historic buildings are like, look, that looks like a face. And, yeah. I, and so then every time I drove past it, I'm like, that looks like a face. Yeah. So I can get into some of the history stories. But, um, yeah, the, the ghost tours, it, that's just not for me. I want to believe in ghosts. I wish I was scared of ghosts, but I'm not. So. Uh, <laughs> David Mann has no fear. <laughs> I, I have fear, just not, <laughs> not of ghosts. <laughs> I, have, uh, I ain't scared of no ghosts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, although Ghostbusters is a favorite movie of mine, so maybe, maybe it expelled all fear of ghosts for me. All right, we'll switch gears here. We'll talk about something equally scary, and that's Tark's budget. Uh, Michael, we d- you just did this story recently about Tark, and we wanted you. We were kind of we had joked about this in the meeting earlier. We were kind of like, yeah, let's talk about light rail, and let's talk about yeah. all this. Like, what are we going to do with mass transit in Louisville? And 
you got to them, you told them this idea, and they were like, ah, no, we're not yeah. talking about light rail. <laughs> our budget's in shambles. So uh, talk a bit about that. I mean, that was okay. kind of... Yeah, for our uh, Opportunity Louisville series, uh, for the third part, we were going to look at transportation, and uh, we were looking at, like, all these, like, potential things that could happen, and then... I went and talked to Tark, and they brought me back down to reality. <laughs> uh, basically, they have a $109 million budget, and about 80% of it is um, goes to just keeping up with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the rest of it, that's what they have to, like, use for their fleet mm-hmm. uh, for you know they have a i think their buses the average is 15 years old mm-hmm. and uh things like that and so um like the majority of their funding comes from occupational taxes it's like they get like one-fifth of one percent and then they they are um they get reimbursement funds from the federal government but they have to spend a dollar to get 80 cents back and they they don't always have that dollar <laughs> right yeah. to to spend so that and, keeps them from getting a lot of that federal money i guess yeah and then uh ridership um accounts for like 7 million dollars but it got cut in half it went from 10 million to 5 million uh riders uh because of covid and so if we really want to have the kind of, um, you know, bi-state regional transportation that's going to take this big community commitment and look how long it took us to get bridges. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have this idea, and I'm going to roll it out here. And Someone take it and run with it. Let's, and I'm dead serious, let's toll I-65 from the top of Jefferson County to the bottom of Jefferson County, and all the money goes to public transportation. It takes cars off the road, which helps our pollution, and it helps fund our public transportation, and a lot of -of out-of-towners would have to pay it instead of Louisvillians, because Louisvillians, I'm sure a lot of them take 65, but not all of them. So there you go. There's my bold plan. My bold one-point plan to, uh, I'm sure someone hates it because uh, people hate tolls around here. But uh, um, that's my bold one-point plan to uh, fund public transportation. I mean, we have to do something bold because our public transportation... It's not like we can have a bake sale and get light rail. (laughs) Well, have we ever tried? (laughs) A bake sale for light rail. (laughs) And and uh, I think the sentiment is, for a lot of Louisvillians, light rail is not for me because I have a car. What we need is a light rail system that says you don't... Or not light rail public transportation we need a public transportation system that puts a car to shame you know like you don't Mm -hmm. want a car because car is a pain and you got this public transportation system and you know when you go to a a big city it you know i'm I'm obviously new york and louisville very different you wouldn't drive a car in new york because it's hard to drive a car in new york also (laughs) insurance is insane is that right see i didn't know know that um you know so you would just you would just take the subway because it works and you know, I think it has a lot of benefits in addition to the pollution, you know, reduction. You also, you're more fit because you walk around a lot more because it's not exactly perfect when you take public transportation. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, I've always been an advocate of it. I'd love to see more with TARC. 
Uh, Michael, you talked to a site selector. Uh, um, he, he he wanted to see more from yeah, from yeah. our public well, transportation. Um, yeah, I, GLI had had this event a few weeks ago, and they had brought in 10 site selectors. And one of them, um, he just mentioned <laughs> public transit being downtown and walking around and needing to get back to his hotel really mm-hmm. quick. And he couldn't find a cab, a Uber, mm-hmm. or uh, even people waiting for a bus. So he said, you know, there needs to be at least like a shuttle right. going around downtown. It doesn't have to be expensive. But, you know, if we're really, if Louisville's going to grow and, um, you know, he said that, you know, in the five, next five years, he expects the city to really uh, experience some explosive growth. We're going to have to be able to move large groups of people around rapidly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I think it's like we always need an outsider to come in and yeah. tell us the, the big idea. <laughs> and then maybe we can run with it. I, I thought what he said was interesting. Can I share another unpopular opinion in addition to toll roads? Absolutely. I'm not talking about, like, ways to get funding, but I did a – speaking of tours as well, I did a food tour of Cincinnati – and used the trolley there um, as like the primary way of getting around town. And I thought it was just such like a nice convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently everyone in Cincinnati was totally against that trolley being built and like the city fought yeah, to have it. A lot of people did. I heard. I heard like, this was a big ordeal. Yeah, this is not necessarily a NIMBY thing, but everyone's like, it's a waste of money. Who's going to use it? And every time I got on one, it was full people were using it it seemed clean and efficient yeah. and i'm like wow like this is what can happen when you go against the naysayers i guess yeah. we used to have trolleys downtown we did and we've had like buses that would run from one point to another point but um those kind of all fell by the wayside yeah uh tark had to do their <laughs> some cuts you know because of the budget issues and they um took out a lot of, of express routes and things like that well your amtrak story's gotten a lot of yeah. interest and there's like money but nobody wants it yeah exactly let me let me get on that uh soapbox real quick so i did this story it was kind of related to michael's story on tark and it was about uh amtrak so I guess last year Congress uh, passed this law that allowed you know sixty-six billion dollars for passenger rail around the nation. Uh, so the Federal Railroad Administration has all this money, and all they need to do is have um, you know areas like Kentucky, for example, uh, raise their hand and say we would like a share of this money. They don't have to put together a technical grant application. That'd all come later. Just raise your hand and say we would like this money, and they could use that to fund this proposed, uh, you know, ad- expansion of Amtrak service down from Indianapolis to Louisville. This came up last year. I think Amtrak floated this idea. So I did a story just looking around at, you know, all the different people who could ask for this money who haven't asked for the money. So it was, uh, you know, called Indot over in Indiana since the track would cut through Indiana. It's like, hey, have you guys asked for this money? Uh, now we're considering it. 
called Kentucky. I don't know if they want us to ask for it yet. Called KIPTA, which is the uh, regional planning agency. Like, I wouldn't be us. That would be the state that would have to ask about that. Now I called Metro Louisville. Metro Louisville was like, yeah, we want that Amtrak train, but we really need the state to ask about that. Uh, so I was fortunate. We published that story, and um, GLI uh, got in touch right after we published it, and the president CEO of GLI, Sarah Davis, your wisdom, was like, hey, will you put in there that we also want this train? So, like, at least someone will listen to her. <laughs> and, like, it's not just some guy business first saying, hey, does anyone want to ask for the money for this train? <laughs> like, like, if Sarah says that we should, then, then we should, right? So, uh, you know, I'm hoping if you're listening and you have any authority, <laughs> like, please ask for yeah, this we money. We should all do what Sarah says. <laughs> um, I do. We can start a change.org petition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think when things have really gotten bad is when you start a petition, like, it, then it's never going to happen. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just think the Bashir administration, hey, they seem cool. Uh, maybe just uh, ask for that money over there. You could get a you could get a piece of this. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't the argument in your story um, it, was that the trains wouldn't be any faster. Right. Or, in fact, they'd be slower than going by car. So the tracks that exist now between Louisville and Indianapolis are not built for high-speed rail. Uh, they would have to put new tracks that... But I don't know why that's the most outlandish thing that we could do. I mean, we have $66 billion, build some new tracks. <laughs> like, we built two bridges over the Ohio River at the same time. Like, why can't we build new tracks to Indianapolis? It's, you know, it's, it, I, I don't know what all goes into that, but it can be done. It has been done in the past. There are currently tracks running from Louisville to Indianapolis, but if, if you were to take a train on those you know, they would only go 60 miles an hour or something. You could go faster on the interstate. But high-speed rail tracks can be built. They would just have to, you know, they would have to pay to have that done. I would think it would be worth it. But mm-hmm. Somebody's going to do it, and they're just going to bypass us. I was going to say, let's go through Owensboro or something. <laughs> Evansville, Indiana. That's what I was thinking. High-speed rail. <laughs> What's across from Evansville? Is it Owensboro? It's Henderson. 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 Okay. Oh, wait. I meant what's across from... Did I say Evansville or Owensboro? But Owensboro is not across from Indiana. Er, from, <laughs> it is across from Indiana, not from Evansville. <laughs> That'd be Henderson. Right. <laughs> right. Little, right. little geography we lesson on the Access Louisville yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I like their... I'm map deficient. Like, I don't understand maps. That's my biggest weakness. Or any sort of graph. It's like really. my husband's giving me cardinal directions. Who's don't tell say? me what way is no. west. I, I'm usually good with maps, but See, uh, I, not I, this time, I guess. I heard that um, men think in terms of, like, street names and directions and women in terms of landmarks. That's true. Yeah, so I if I were that. to tell someone, like, you know, where business first is, I'll say, you know, buy the seal box. You know, yeah, with the Heine brothers downstairs. Yeah, I'm and not the guy say it's on Fourth Street, <laughs> right? Or I'll well, say up near Fourth Street Live. <laughs> in Louisville, usually we give directions by stuff that's not there anymore. Yeah, like, the, you turn down the Winn Dixie and then go to yeah, old Sears, yeah. <laughs> the old White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the old something. All right, quick, uh, quick uh, clarification here. Owensboro is a crust from uh, from. Uh, Pattersonville, Indiana. Never heard of it. I have no idea where that is. (laughs) All right. 
Haley, you got to step out. We'll see you later. Thanks for jo- jumping on the first half. Thanks for having me. Um, let's see here. I want to talk a little bit about, speaking of Indiana, let's talk about Clarksville, Indiana. Just did something interesting here. They bought a retailer out of a lease mm-hmm. in order to take over this area. What, what were they taking it over for? Yeah, this was kind of interesting. So the town of Clarksville had this idea that they wanted to develop the Clarksville Plaza area. And they had this idea in 2020, so they bought it. They bought this whole little plaza area. But there was still one retailer, which is Harbor Freight, which is like a, I don't it's know. It's like a, a hardware. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a hipster Home Depot or Lowe's. <laughs> like, you don't want to go to Home Depot or Lowe's. You go to Harbor Freight. Yeah, Home Depot's such a scene. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Anyway, point is, so in 2020, they bought this this property, but Harbor Freight still had a lease, and the lease term continued like every five years or something like that. Um, so I guess they just got tired of waiting, so they said, eminent domain, we're going we're gonna to buy you out of your lease. And this has become habit for Clarksville because they also just took the former Colgate property. They did. They did. <laughs> by yeah. eminent domain. So, <laughs> The That's bottom half of Clarksville is going to be a park, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they got some gangster moves over in Clarksville. <laughs> <laughs> they want Indiana something redeveloped. Mafia. We <laughs> got to get them over here to build we the train. Yeah. <laughs> Clarksville's going to say eminent domain on this Amtrak. Yeah. It's going to run from Clarksville to Indianapolis. Well, we get those guys over here. They can just map out where the trains go <laughs> and they can like take it all by eminent domain. And they just do it. Yeah. All right, interesting stuff, Clarksville. Uh, <laughs> I have a history with Clarksville. I used to work at News and Tribune for a long time, and I covered Clarksville. Uh, it has definitely changed since then. That was 10 years ago. Uh, a lot, you know, lately, I mean, Laurel, you cover it now. There's there's a lot. I mean, they're doing a lot of they, doing the They've got park. plans. Yeah. They've, they've got plans. They're doing stuff over yeah, there. Yeah, there's built. And they're not waiting around for leases oh, to end. No. <laughs> you best believe not. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they, they just broke ground. Um, relatively recently on a new neighborhood that's down by the waterfront not too far from the Colgate plant which they took Just, by eminent domain yeah. as we as we have previously reported um, yeah and lots of uh, apartment complexes going up yeah it's one of the oldest uh, communities in this area and they are they're tired of waiting they're, they're doing their thing <laughs> uh, let's see here I think that's it for this week's show yeah. Uh, before we go, we'll go around the room here and uh, say where people can find us on social media. Uh, Laurel, I'll start with you on that one. Yeah, so my name's Laurel Deppin. I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm on Twitter at Laurel. All right. Michael, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Michael, and I'm on uh, LinkedIn under Michael Jones. All right. And you can find me on Twitter under the name dman three thousand one. Also on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann. If you like this podcast, you can find it on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Michael, Laurel, and Haley. Thank you guys for listening to us at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye.